0: everybody and welcome to this is Facebook live session number four with Todd Askins and I'm you know super excited I mean Todd's a huge inspiration of mine and just want to do just a quick Q&A just to you know kind of go go back into the history books a little bit you know Todd was the founder and partner of uh, Schmack Clothing and Todd can you tell me just in your words how did you get started and just kind of maybe walk
1: us through that that journey of yours. Um, so Schmack had started 2002-ish, uh, with me and a partner of of mine, uh, Josh Malvin. We were good friends, grew up together, and we wanted to make, um, basically t-shirts. And, uh, it was kind of early on when it was a little bit, the barrier of entry of making t-shirts was a little bit more complicated as far as, like, software and, uh, the different illustrator and editing and then also getting it from the artwork to getting screens developed and it was just different then. And um, and so we started making some t-shirts. We had some like grassroots advertising with wheat pasting in the area, putting up stickers and um, kind of created a buzz through that. Then we would throw these fashion show parties and um, it really, we had a lot of great support locally. And um, so we just kind of grew from there and then went to, um, at the time it was called Magic, out in uh, Vegas. I'm not even sure if Magic still exists. It is. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. So uh, that, and, and at that time there was all these little boutique shows, like the first one we went to was called Pool, P-O-O-L. It was a rail show, so it was, you know, where Magic had these gigantic booths and these big huge brands. Pool was like for these like small little artisan brands, um, and there was a lot emerging at that time. Uh, it was kind of centered around uh, denim footwear you know because like all the Nike SB's and sneaker collecting kind of just started about then and um, so that's we were just kind of jumped on that bandwagon and uh, and had a good run with it it was it was um, I learned a lot I, it was uh, the best learning experience I'd ever had you know what what was one of like most fun
0: years or fun stretches that you had where you're just like gosh what's next like was there any time yeah, yeah yeah
1: i mean there was a lot of different fun things i mean josh and i when we started we did everything ourselves we sewed labels on we did hang tags we boxed shirts we created um orders for customers you know i think some of the big like milestones is like uh there was a a brand a chain of stores called um up against the wall at that time and this uh the owner, one of the owners was Izzy, and he gave us a chance, you know, he put us into a couple stores, there was a regional, like, mid-Atlantic area, and, uh, so we got a, you know, it was a giant PO, it was like, for like, $1,200, you know, it, it was pretty funny now, but it was big deal to us then, and that kind of gave us hope, like, we're on to something, we got some bigger exposure, and then from that, you got more exposure, and, uh, really kind of helped it, but I think, like, the biggest time was probably between 2006 and 2008. I mean we at that time uh Josh had gotten out and I'd gotten a few partners that were already in the business. They'd been running an Urban Brands for a long time and they had production capability overseas and so that was basically they said Todd you, whatever you dream up you can have and so we got a huge booth at Magic and um we did It was a project at the time, and and then we did a bunch of um, different product lines. We had a a footwear uh, license. We were doing accessories. We had distributors in Canada, Europe, Japan, Southeast Asia that we were distributing in North America. And it was really, excuse me, it was great. It was fun. Did tons of parties. All the time you would see our product on MTV or. Uh, people's uh, MySpace pages, you know, because it's MySpace, MySpace. you know, so like, uh, Lil Wayne and Jay-Z and all the big uh, rappers and celebrities, a lot of celebrities were wearing it. It just felt good. It felt good. I remember I, um, I was uh, in, flying to China and I was going through the LA airport and I saw five people that I didn't know wearing Schmack and I was like, that's pretty cool that someone went through all the other brands and they you know, spent their hard-earned money on something that you know, me and my team created. It was really, it was uh, very like, surreal seeing that.
0: How did you and Josh kind of come up with the idea or did, did you come up with the idea and then you and Josh came together on everything?
1: Well, <clears throat> Josh and I, we grew up here in Virginia Beach together. Then I was going to school up in DC, at George Mason, and he was going to art school. And, uh, so we were like, we were, he was doing some printing, like hand printing in art school. And so he was like, let's make some t-shirts. So we, we made these like little screens. We went to Michael's and bought these screens and we called it hot H-A-U-T-E. And he came up with this, like, and actually I still have the original screen. It's hanging up on my wall. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I found it like a few years back and, um, we made some like really like simplistic. I mean, when I say screens, like instead of doing a photo emulsion on a screen, printing out an underlay and doing a photo emulsion, we actually hand painted the stencils. So it was very, and so we were gonna, we made a bunch of shirts and we were gonna go to, um, they had some like, once a month they had a, I forget, it was like a flea market. We were gonna go sell them then. And we made a bunch of shirts and we never did anything with them. And so I graduated college and then he graduated about six months later and moved back to the beach and I was working for Red Bull at the time and he didn't have a job. And so I had some extra money, like $3,000 and like, all right, let's do this. And so that's when we came up with Schmack and uh, just started making stuff that we felt like was cool and we wanted to wear. It was just t-shirts and graphics and very simple one, two color, odd placements, uh, yeah so that's that's kind of just how it started and then from there we got more and more serious about it but it was just something we just wanted to make t-shirts that we felt like we wanted to wear we didn't feel like the, the kind of in our area the surf shops and skate shops were really doing anything pushing the limits and everything was very safe not graphically challenging or even appealing really how
0: did you how did you i was going to say transition how did you transition into what you're doing now and Tactical distributors. tactical distributors and how you evolved, kind of in the business world. Even, I mean, can you just you know, yeah, walk me through yeah?
1: I mean, it's, it's somewhat. I can do short abbreviated but it. So in two thousand eight, when we had the big like economic downturn crash, Schmack, we really like. I mean, we that magic. During that year, we had written the most business we'd ever written in a single show. It was a lot. I mean, it was very, very significant, especially for you know, like for me, like coming from nothing, you know, starting from nothing. And um, so we thought it was going to be a stellar year, and then all of a sudden, just the whole economy, just especially retail, the bottom fell out, and Schmack got stuck with about a million dollars of inventory. So after that show, we created all this product. And then the product from the season before wasn't selling as well in retail. And so then those people bailed on their orders, and it was just a uh, snowball effect. And so at the end of it, we, and, and Schmack was not big enough to sustain a million dollar, sorry, my computer's a million dollar, um, million dollar <laughs> email thing, a million dollar loss like that. So my partners at the time, they were uh, involved in other brands, and they just, you know, didn't want to keep investing in, in the and which I, I completely understand. And I, I uh, you know, it was uh, Ralph Reynolds and Mike Shocket and George Metzger, and, you know, I owe them, a, you know, I'm indebted to them because they showed me how to create a brand, how to manufacture overseas, how to run a business. I mean, they're very smart and talented guys, and they've gone on they to do great things. They have a coup, hustle gang, play clothes. Uh, they G-Shock distributor they're um, very solid guys so anyways they so we basically had to part ways and during that time when things were really slowing down um, I had a lot of time on my hands and so I'd met a, a friend of mine and um, he was a very successful entrepreneur and he was in the tactical industry and we were doing a lot of traveling together him and my now wife and uh, and his family and um, he presented to me you know said hey do you want to Come on board and help build a tactical retail company because they were selling direct to the uh, military and through contracts. And he felt like that there was a a big market for uh, selling what they were selling to the military to individual users. So you know, like clothing, footwear, plate carriers, nylon gear, protective gear. And then um, since then, we've kind of grown into a lot of outdoor type of hiking, uh, mountaineering. Camping gear as well. So that's just kind of how it started. And then from there, the tactical, so I went and worked for tactical distributors, uh, worked with a guy, uh, still a partner of mine now, Jerry Sills. He was running tactical distributors at the time, and that was like a wholesale business selling to mom and pop shops. And so we basically took that and shifted the focus and and do straight e commerce uh, retail. And that was in 2010. And uh, so Jerry and I built, got the site built, created the team, with the customer service, shipping, uh, logistics, and then we were on. It was very funny because I, you know, it came from fashion, you yeah. Know, like, and, and, and Schmack was like in the streetwear world, um, completely opposite, completely opposite spectrums.
0: Can you apply anything from the streetwear world to what you're doing it today, or is it? Just no, it.
1: It a, no, no. I, I think there's some core principles you can. Yeah. And I learned a lot because at that time, you know, in the mid-2000s uh, or, you know, around 2005 to 10, like, you know, there's all these collaborations and special makeups and doing these great things. And so in the, and just good aesthetics, like people were pushing the boundaries, like the hundreds and Supreme and all these streetwear guys were pushing the boundaries of just like good photography, uh, Retail situations that just really were different and unique to them and then you know social media was really kind of uh, Starting and I mean, I don't want to say start, but it was it's starting at that
0: point.
1: Yeah, budding and getting uh, larger So I, I took a lot of that and brought it over to the tactical world because the tactical world was like mm. I mean the you would laugh at the websites that we were looking at when we were trying to do our um, due diligence and like the market I mean, there's like Microsoft. I don't even know. I only want to say it's Microsoft West. I don't even know what they were made off of. They're terrible. A horrible shopping experience. And so we kind of brought, or I brought that into it. And then I brought uh, some of the t- team members from uh, like Frankie Collins, who does all our graphic design and uh, now our product design for our own brand. Um, brought him over. And uh, I've met a bunch of different people that now are in our organization. I uh, met them when I was at Schmidt. What about just
0: general marketing tips or branding, like if you were gonna teach a course on this or if you were gonna give advice to entrepreneurs that maybe they are going into the tactical world or even just retail in general, e-commerce retail. What, What are the things that you would be spending most of your time thinking about?
1: Well, I think that you have to be adaptive right like if I look back 10 years like where were we you know and what were the we main artists <laughs> that huh? no. we weren't on Instagram. no we were on Instagram we weren't, I don't even think Facebook was really popular at that yeah. time was, no. uh, myspace and then before that was Friendster so you just have to be able to adapt and embrace change and um, and you don't have to put all your eggs in one basket because there's been a plenty of uh, social media platforms that have come and gone too since then and um, but I think that you have to say, okay, and not everything works for everybody, right? Like we were talking about Snapchat prior to this, and um, we found that our customer base, kind of the two-way military, uh, I mean, I always say it's like men doing man shit, and you know, like, that's where we, serve. I mean, who's your customer base? Like, we, it's, you know, I like to, I'm a family man, I have kids, I like to surf. I like to wear salvage denim jeans, I like to collect sneakers, I shoot guns, I hunt, I fish. You know, like it, I don't think you can pigeonhole the, the people into these groups anymore. So that being said, that this part of our consumer was really active on Instagram early on and they're early adopters of it. So that's how we came to get a, a pretty good following on that. But I think you should stay true to who you are and, and, and then also express who you are. Through these marketing channels um, I know that for us our email um, list is held sacred and we try to build it and nurture it and manage it and um, we just really it's our biggest ROI as far as marketing and because we own it it's not another company that owns it um, we're not the behest of Facebook all of a sudden changing some of the algorithm or and then that's it?
0: Yeah, it
1: happened to us with Facebook and we spent a lot of money trying to build up our uh, fans and all of a sudden it was gone. And now we've had to figure out other ways to adapt to that and we have and it's been okay. But you know, initially what happens, or even with your website, you know, like Google can all of a sudden, you know, they, they do one update and whatever you were doing is not okay anymore. Um, So it's just staying on the forefront of that. Sometimes in small organizations, you can't do everything because you're doing a lot of other stuff. So we uh, partner with other um, uh, providers that help us knowing what's happening down the pipe, and uh, especially with technology, really kind of keep us abreast of where we should be looking, um, what we should be focusing our efforts on now. What about direct-to-consumer the future? What's the future of direct-to-consumer
0: and the consumer just behavior? I mean, I think that's something that, you know, I'm always thinking about, well, where is the ball going? Where do you think?
1: So we, you know, off-camera talked about this. I'm a big believer that if we look to the future, that uh, consumers demand more options. They're smarter, they're savvier, they understand the pricing model as far as retail is concerned, and I think that while retailers are an important part of the puzzle, that this social media, uh, just basically technology in general, is allowing consumers to have more power. They're powered not only, you know, through customer service, but the, the level of products that they can receive at a better price, and I think that that... It's going to eventually evolve into much more direct consumer interaction from brands. So now might not be the same brands you see out there now. And if you look, there's, you know, there's always these like uh, bell curves of brands. You know, they start small and grow, and then plateau. It's hard to keep growing. Sometimes they fade out. Sometimes they do keep growing. Sometimes they level off. But it's, you know, usually uh, an evolution. And I think that. What we're going to see, and we're already starting to see it, like, through uh, Elon Musk and automotive, um, computers, uh, I mean in the military there's some other brands that I can name that are direct to consumer that, that do very well at it and I think that, you know, the consumer can get, um, sometimes they can get a better product at a better price for direct to consumer. Now the challenge is, is how do you, from a brand perspective, how do you get those consumers, right? How do you, if you start from zero and you have a good product or an idea, um, how do you make that contagious and, and get that out to the consumer? And that's, um, you know, it's, it's challenging. But I think that overall there's going to be a lot more smaller, uh, a lot more, know, double, but anyway, I think there'll be more smaller brands um, that share the bigger piece of the pie, which I'm excited for because uh, we were talking about it. I mean, it gives uh, people an opportunity to do what they love. and and make a good living on it, you know. They're not getting rich and they're not like you know I said, they're not making money for generations of their family, but they're making a good living. They're getting to wake up and do what they love every day. I mean I think that's the most important thing is to like you and your pursuit with Hamilton Perkins, that your bags and you know, you wake up every day, you're like, sell more bags, make more bags, make my product better and get more and better more hands, get press you know for it. I mean it's just so exciting like every day it's just exciting
0: what are you doing when you're not here and you're serving your customers I know you you hunt you fish you have children yeah new additions to the family what, what are you doing when you're not here
1: so we just uh, my wife and I just had a, our second uh, boy so Congrats. we got two boys. thank you thank you we're, we're excited that's uh, it's been two weeks ago today you know it's a balancing act I uh, I am very addictive personality, so if I find something I like, and that could be business or it could be food, it could be anything, I I just go full force at it. So you know, like I, I do um, like I like shooting a lot. I um, hunt in the winter and then spearfish in the free dive spearfish in the summertime. Um, I, I try to work out regularly. Uh, I really been focused this past year just like bettering myself like figuring out the little pitfalls in inside of Todd you know and like what have I been ignoring there's a lot of things I've been ignoring my whole life and like what can I do to 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 refine those things like there's some things that I excel at and come easy to me or whatever and, and and that's great and I think I should build on those but there's other things that you know, you know, like you, you have those things in the back of your mind. Like, I don't want to do that shit. You know, <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. But like, so I've been like, you know, forgive my French, but quit being a pussy, Todd. Do it. You know, like so that has been kind of my mantra of the past. And so um, with uh, diet, like this last year, since February, I've been doing this ketogenic diet thing, and I was it's a very disciplined diet, but and. In some areas of my life, I'm very disciplined, in others I'm not. And that was one that was very I was not. So I've been I've taken it on and been very disciplined about it. And um, it's more. Of, I mean, it feels great. I don't. Know. There's a ton of good things about it. But so some of the other things is like learning something new every week. Like every week, I have a list of things that I want to at least start learning about, whether it's uh, professionally or um, it could be uh, tying a knot, a certain type of knot starting a fire I, I mean there's been like uh, construction type things at the house
0: yeah
1: so that's been like my main thing is just trying to experience new things the other things like financially you know like w- what am I doing financially with the family and saving and you know just yeah per- personal things you know I don't know if other people have those struggles or not but um, but you know for the most part lately it's been uh, devoted to the family and which has been great I mean it's It's the coolest thing that's ever happened to me is having children.
0: I bet, man. I'll be there one day, hopefully. You
1: will.
0: (laughs) Well, everyone's been jamming with us for a while now, so I don't know if you have a call to action. I mean, it could be to, you know, take a look at this cool giveaway that you have coming up or maybe to go and check you out on Instagram, but, you know, I'll throw it out there if you have a call to action just to let everyone know.
1: Yeah, we have a – we 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 got a – whole host of uh, partners together for this giveaway. is $3,600 for the tactical gear. It ends um, the end of the month, so it's the 17th, so we've got a couple weeks left. You can find it on uh, the tactical underscore distributor's Instagram page, just the link's in the bio. And uh, you just sign up, it's easy. There's gonna be one winner, winner take all. And like I said, it's like tons of gear from really quality uh, tactical companies. um, we're excited to have that, and um, if you wanna look me up or DM me, feel free. My name's Todd Askins. It's T Askins, A S K I N S on Instagram. Um, you know, I I've, I'm always willing to give back. Like, you know, you we you uh, Ralph Reynolds introduced us together, and um, Ralph called me out and said, like, "Hey, I got a really sharp dude." He's like, "I don't know what he's doing." he's really smart he's got some cool (laughs) stuff you want to talk to him I'm like yeah no problem because people gave me the opportunity right so it's my chance to give the opportunity back now I do get a lot of people who go I want to start a brand what should I do and I'm like send me a list of questions and I'll answer them I'm not going to draw out a business plan for you but I'll help you figure that stuff out but you have to take the initiative and start it and you've done a really good job and you're well on your way to success I mean I think it's exciting um so yeah feel free i'm an open book dial me up
0: awesome well thanks again and really appreciate you doing this and we'll sign off
1: all right see y'all